theyeshiva.net. A good morning, Yidin. A good erev Shabbos. A good Shabbos. A good Chodesh. A good Gebench Dior. A gesunter winter. A healthy winter to everybody. So yesterday was a very important shear, I think. <laughs> In the Balatanya explaining why it is and how it is that our toiv, our goodness, we discover through our angel of life. But our ma'id, our infinity, our ain soif, our b'chol ma'idecha, we discover in our encounter and confrontation with our lowest angel, angel of death, angel which seems to want to undermine everything that is that is alive and vibrant in us. Which is why the Medrash says, It's not the same toiv. The light that's born from, from the darkness. There's always a struggle with this because if the darkness would say this, it wouldn't be dark. In other words, if the darkness would learn this maimer, right, he would actually be your best friend. Like me. <laughs> now, the truth is that the darkness knows this maimer because he's talking about it. But you have to know that your darkness knows the maimer. <laughs> That's a little hard. To be able to see it, to see our darkness our inner malachamava, so to speak, not as dark, essentially, and not as evil and monstrous, but essentially as the ma'oid. It's the beginning of ma'oid. And the word ma'oid is extremely relevant here. Because the ma'oid, as he says, ma'oid is not a definition. Ma'oid means whatever definition you have, it's something beyond that. Right? That's ma'oid. Ma'oid means very What's very? <laughs> Whatever there is, more. Very, very much. Very, very, very. So you're loving Hashem with your veryness. There's no such a word in English. Lo- love Hashem with your veryness. V-E-R, I don't know why, hyphen N-E-S-S. Even Webster, who's been recently making up words. This word you won't find. Maybe if the Shia goes around enough, they'll include it in the dictionary. What does it mean to love Hashem with your very with your veryness? And and the point is that that's exactly what the Nakud of Ma'id means. Bligvul means if something looks a certain way, it's a finite reality. Finite means something I can measure, I can taste, I can see. It's structured, it's finite. This table is finite, right? The earth is pretty big, but it's finite. Finite means it has properties, it has measurements that can be defined, they can be controlled, they can be manipulated, they can be owned. You can wrap your hands around them, or at least you could wrap your brains around them. I can't wrap my hands around the planet Earth, I can wrap my hands around a tree and hug a tree, but on some level my brain can wrap itself around certain realities, at least a certain level of it. Bleakville is that which is always, it's always beyond that. If I could define it, if I could pinpoint it, oh, this is what it is, it's not bleak vul. How do you touch that in your life? 
I never touch that through my toiv. I reach that through my toiv ma'oid. And that I can't touch through my malach hachayim. That I touch through that which seems the exact opposite. In terms of what it looks like, it looks like the exact opposite. And yet really the reason it looks like the exact opposite is because it comes from a much more infinite and deeper place. <clears throat> as, I, as he put it, it's from the shvira, from the, from the breakdown of Olam Atayu, which is really, comes even from a deeper place than the Nefesh kiss. And when I encounter that, I'm encountering a paradox. On one hand, it seems like such intense darkness, such intense chayshach, such a negative reality, a malacham you just want to run away from it. But on a deeper level, this is really a manifestation of something that's infinite, infinitely good, but it's, it's so infinite that it doesn't have the finite structure of goodness. It doesn't even look that way. And you have to be able to have the courage and the resilience and the wisdom not to be afraid, but on the contrary, to realize that this allows your sublimation, your aliyah. He says the neshama goes from ziv ha to atzmos, from the radiance of the shechina to something even deeper. So now let's continue inside. And as he put it in the last line of the first paragraph of the Maimer, the resurrection of the dead. Malachamavas is death. The resurrection of the death, spiritual, emotional death. So what seems like emotional death, that's what Shvira Sakelem is. Shvira Sakelem is, Shvira Sakelem is a term of Kabbalah. It means breaking of the vessels. It's a very famous term in the writings of the Arizal. Anybody who's even a little familiar with Kisvei Arizal and any Svarim that are connected to Kisvei Arizal, Shvira Sakelem is a very big sugya. It's what happened pre-creation, the breaking of the vessels. In, in Chsidis, especially by the Balatanya, the whole union of Shvira Sakelem is a very, a very personal element in Avoida. In Avoida Sashem, the Shvira Sakelem. Every breakdown in life is essentially a form of Shvira Sakelem. The Keli is structure. Shriya Sakeli means the structure is gone, whatever that looks like. It could be in your family, it could be in your marriage, it could be in yourself. In any, anywhere, Kaylee is safety, you know? Kaylee is boundaries, a breakdown of boundaries, a breakdown of safety, a breakdown of structure, which can create the greatest forms of trauma. The brain also has Kalim. When that breaks down, that's called Shriya Sakelem. That Shriya Sakelem holds those broken kalim hold in them the sparks and the lights of infinity of tayu that couldn't be contained in these kalim so these in the in, in these broken kalim you have access to that which seems like a malachamavis it went through a near death or emotional death experience and when i can actually see that and with compassion hold its hand and say what happened to you? What happened to you? Come. Let's find out your true story. You literally created Chiyas You can almost feel it. If you do this work, you can almost feel dead parts saying, thank you for giving me life. Now he continues the next paragraph. You see where it is, page 17, the second paragraph. Tess, column 1, Vizel Maimed this is what it says in Pirkei Yavis, 
One hour, one moment of tshuva and masim tovim in this world is yafa. It's more beautiful. It's it's greater than the whole life of elam haba. And the question is, how can you say that? So he already said in the previous column on Davches column Dalad. The answer is because yisina er because in elam haza. There's something called tshuva. That's why it says yafashachas but tshuva. Why doesn't it yafashachas shall maisim tovim shall mitzvahs shall teira? Why tshuva? Because that's the that's the key. It's not yafashachas stam of good things we do in elamaza. Because in elamaza there's tshuva, and tshuva is always confrontation with with the darker part. That's what tshuva is. Tshuva is I'm returning. I'm returning from somewhere. I was lost. I got lost somewhere. I got stuck somewhere. In Olam Haba, there's clarity. There's tzaddikim nenim In Olam Haba, there's no blockages. In Olam Haza, there's a lot of blockages. That's why he explained there's the concept of Gehenim. Gehenim is not just a punishment, chas v'shalom. Gehenim is a process of removing blockages to be able to experience your own zivashchina, to be able to experience the zivashchina. I cannot experience real pleasure in life if I'm blocked, we all know that. You could be, there's people at the happiest moments, you know, sometimes a person marries off a daughter, or a, a child. And it, it's really an amazing thing because it's the future of generations. But there's a blockage. And in those moments, you know, and it, it happens often. It happens often in the height of what you would think is a tremendous moment of ecstasy. All your insecurities also pop up because <laughs> everything is focused. It's really, a, it's, it's really a funny thing. A person once told me that uh, sometimes at a wedding, you know, the guests are more happy <laughs> than, the, than the people that you would think would be happy. I said, why? Because they have to pay the bills afterwards. He says, not that. There's sometimes a lot of deeper stuff that come up. And it's really, it's, it's very sad. Because, uh, you know, that's why we maybe break the glass under the chuppah, I just realized. Sometimes at the height of uh, of joy also comes the height of everything else, and it blocks it. So I have to, I have to really go through a cleansing to be able to sit and bask in the zivashchina. That's what Gan Eden is. It's not a world of blockages. But it's the radiance of the shechina. In this world, you have tshuva. <laughs> What's tshuva? Tshuva is that I have blockages that there are blockages, that things are not as they seem, that there is a malach us, that there is chayshach. And he said, and from that comes the yisrin ha'er, yofr sha'achas b'tshuva, and masim toivim, because also the masim toivim in this world are different masim toivim. They're different good deeds, because they're informed by the process of tshuva. As he put it earlier, the thirst, the, the, the creativity that comes, the yearning, the yearning that comes from the opposite, it's always much deeper. And the fact that you're dealing with the Shvira Sakalim, with with So now he comes back to the beginning of the Maimer. That's why the Mayim Rabim, what are the Mayim Rabim? The raging waters. Which raging waters? The flash floods of tension of anxiety, that flood a person's mind and flood a person's life. That's why they're called, paradoxically, in this week's Haftarah, tomorrow, Shabbos. The Navi Yeshai, I think it's Perik Nandal, it calls the flood, the waters of Noyach. 
It's not fair. They weren't his waters. <laughs> he wasn't responsible for the water. For on the contrary, he's the one who saved humanity from the water. So the Balatanya said, May Noyach is why? Because the marble didn't just come to punish. The marble came as a mikveh, a cosmic mikveh. You remember that was the first shear. We learned it on Monday. The first shear of the Maimer. The marble came as a mikveh. Mem sa'af, forty sa'af, mem yoim, forty days. So if the marble came as a cleansing process, so he says the marble created may noyach, the waters of noyach. Noyach from the word serenity, menucha. Vayishba is bayoim ashri. We say tonight in Kiddush, vayishba is bayoim ashri. The Targum Unkula says, vinoch bayoim ashriyah. The word vayishba says vinoch, noyach. Noyach is menucha, zeyin achameinu. He was named noyach because zeyin achameinu, me'etzven yadeinu. From the sadness, from the difficulties of our hands. So how can that be? How can raging waters, how can a flood create Menoyach? And that was the Toichen of the Maimer. That the Mabel came to create Menucha. And the Shibud HaParnas, Avram Avinu chose it instead of Gehenim. Hashem gave him a choice. Gehenim or Shibud Malchias or Golos. And Avram chose for his children, not Gehenim, but Golos. So it's not just that he chose a punishment in this world rather than next world. That's how most people learn. Balatanya says, no, just like Gehenim is the beginning of Ganeiden, so Shibud is the beginning of real Avoida. And that's why he explained the whole concept of Tshuva in Olam Haza. That was the whole Amshuk. So now he finishes. So now we understand why the Mabel, the Mayim Rabim, which in, spiritually, emotionally speaking, that's the Shibud, the, the subjugation. And the stress and the tension and the anxiety is called Mein Noyach. Because they create a different level of serenity. So you'll say, really? <laughs> don't give me your honey and don't give me your sting. I don't need your serenity. How is it that they create a serenity? Where, is, where do they create a serenity? They create problems. Shanasa mehem tevis noyach. Fascinating words. From them, from these waters, the Teva of Noyach is made. The Ark of Noyach is made. What does this mean? The word Teva, this comes from the Baal Shem Tev, the word Teva means an Ark, the boat that Noyach built, but the word Teva in Lashon Kodesh actually means a word. Right? Like you say, Rashi Tevis, the beginning of a word, of words. In Lashon Kodesh, when you want to say a word, you say Teva is a word. Tevois are words. So he says, what's the teva? It's the teva satfila. It's the words of davening. That's the teva. It says in Parshas Noyach, Boy Hashem tells Noyach, you and your whole household, bring it to the teva. So the Balatanya says, what does that mean? There's a flood. There's a flood. There's a raging flood. What does that look like? It looks like, there's tension in me, there's anxiety in me, there's discontentment in me, and it's a flood. So he said, but there's a teva. The teva are the words, teva satfila, the words of davening, go in and bring everybody in. Fechol beischer means all your koiches, bring in all your faculties, bring your full presence into the relationship of tefillah, of davening. Vizehu, and this is the meaning of the Pasuk, vayigbiru hamayim ha'oid, the water comes down for 40 days and 40 nights. But it's not just rain. This is a tsunami. This is a torrent. This is powerful. It's ferocious. The waters were raging. 
They were ever increasing. They were powerful. From the word gibar, strong. Chamesh esrei amma melmayla gavru amayim vayichasu esrashi it says that the tallest of the mountains was submerged in the water to the point that the water reached 15 amas, 15 cubits above the tallest mountain. 15 amas would be approximately uh, 30 feet or a little less, depends how you measure an amma, a foot and a half or two feet. So imagine the size, you're talking about the tallest mountain and chamesh amas, chamesh amas, what did he say? Chamesh esri amma milmaila gavru the water is so, so overwhelming, it's, the flood is so powerful, that even the tallest mountain is flooded by the water. What does this mean? So listen to what he says. He says, sometimes, you know, you can have a flood in your life, and sometimes you can have a massive flood. We all know in the houses when there's a flood, you know. Sometimes there's a little flood. So you take a map and you clean it up, but sometimes, you know... <laughs> You ever had a flood in your basement? Or so? yeah, a marble. So he says, this is sometimes in life, there's a flood with the Nefesh of Bahamas, the animal consciousness, has this flash flood, it overpowers, it becomes so strong, and it overpowers the Nefesh of Magashma. It could be in livelihood, a person becomes so stressed and overwhelmed, you don't recognize yourself anymore. Or in Yanam Gashi means any aspect in life. This could be any aspect of a person trying to live, from their own personal life to their relationships, to their livelihood, to whatever is going on. You see, a person feels one clop and another clop and another flood and another flood to the point you want you want to have your head above water, but the water is always higher and higher. And, and even if you think you come on top, the water is higher. That's what he's describing. What what happens at such a moment? So, it goes without saying that uh, as Jews, we like to blame ourselves, right? You say, uh, <laughs> I want to make a cheshben on nefesh. What did I do? <laughs> I'm laughing because it's a very Jewish thing to do, right? <laughs> But the Balatanya doesn't say that. Not because a person shouldn't improve themselves. Because you're dealing with such intensity that it's, it's extremely intense and a person has to be able to, 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 to feel, to be able to acknowledge how painful it is. The worst thing that can happen in the flood is to say, there's no flood. There's no flood. Everything is good. How are you doing? It's perfect. It's perfect. It's like a house is flooding, there's no flood here. It's also dangerous. You have to know there's a flood. And, and, and when there's such a flood, the person has to be able to, obviously, you do whatever you can to do. But he says the real Nakuda here is that with tremendous empathy, the person now has to understand something. And I guess the word is not understand, but just open themselves up to the fact that in the breakdown of everything, in the disintegration of everything, in a world that's consumed by water, something new is being opened up, which I will not understand. In other words, if I could wrap my brain around it, it's not a flood. A flood means I'm overwhelmed by it. 
if I can, if I can control the narrative, if I can say, oh, you know what, people love explanations, why? I went to a shiva house uh, not long ago, a big tragedy. Somebody was saying, they want explanations. That's going to make you feel good, yeah. Why? The answer is, if I can explain it, it almost feels like I could control it. There's a sequence. So I could figure it out. I remember a few years ago, Ilan Ramon went to outer space. It's a little safer title. You remember? From Israel. It exploded over Palestine, Texas. You ever heard of a city, Palestine, Texas? From all cities in the world, it had to explode over Palestine, Texas. So I was in Shul, I had a Shabbaton in Boca that week. So somebody comes over to me and he tells me the news. I guess he read it in the, whatever, it was Shabbos. And he looks at me and he says, of course it was Shabbos. <laughs> well, what's the question? It was Shabbos. And I said, that makes you comfortable, right? <laughs> because I keep Shabbos. I'm not going to explode in a spaceship. I said, you know that 70 years ago, there were 6 million Jews and 3 million of them kept Shabbos. You know that, right? Why, why do people do it? Why do I have to do it? Maybe I don't know. You know maybe you don't know what happened to you. <laughs> I want to feel safe. If I'm safe, I'm good. The main thing is I want to control life. The marble doesn't allow me to do that. I have to touch something that's infinite inside of me. What, what does it mean, bleakvul? What does bleakvul mean emotionally? Bleakvul means... I have to let myself go. I have to let it go. I have to open myself up to a reality that transcends everything I'm familiar with, including every last conception of self. Because anything I'm holding on to is already defined by my brain, by my, analyt- by my analytics, which we love doing. And if you're dealing with mathematics or you're an accountant, you have to do that. And analyzing is very good. It's a wonderful thing to analyze. But not when you're in a flood. Because this is actually a gateway to something that I can't wrap my brain around. That's why it's flooding me. So can I just open myself up to the fact that I don't know? But not with fear, with courage, with commitment, with curiosity, and with pain, and with a lot of pain. It's a very painful. To go from gvul to bleakvul, you know, stretching is painful. Anybody here stretches? <laughs> Stretches is pa- stretching is painful, and that's in the finite world. Imagine the stretch, the exercise, when your personal trainer says we're going from the finite to the infinite. <laughs> that's a stretch. It's going to hurt. Don't expect it hurts, and you could say, "Ow, wow, that hurts. That hurts." On the contrary, because it's such a stretch, it hurts more. It hurts more because it's such a stretch. And when you're experiencing that resistance to the pain, so what do I want to do? I want to go back into the gvul. I want to go back into the comfort zone. But I'm being flooded. It's being, that's not, that's not working anymore. If I can give some part, some type of explanation, I could control it so it's not a flood anymore. But then, first of all, I'm lying to myself. It's going to come back to haunt me. And second of all, I'm depriving myself from the gift of toiv ma'id. So the Balatanya says, you're with me? Everybody's with me. I can't explain it, you have to experience it. I mean, I'm trying to explain it, but it's... Huh? Depriving. What? Vas. Tchisa That's what Tchisa is. What looks dead becomes alive. 
What I was saying is, besides the fact that I'm lying to myself, I'm like, oh, I can make sense of this. It's going to work. Oh, and that's, I'm denying reality. I'm like, oh, my house is not flooded. My marriage is perfect. Me and my kids, it's Ganeiden, Mamish. Ganeiden, Ganeiden. Ganeiden. <laughs> I'm wonderful. I'm not coming, I'm not saying from a place of, of Rabbi Akiva. I'm saying when I'm in a place of denial. So first of all, whenever you're fighting reality, it comes back to bite you. Because <laughs> it's real. MS is MS. But there's, there's something else. I'm also depriving myself. I'm, I'm, taking, I'm taking, I'm depriving, which means I'm robbing myself from a gift. There's a gift here. My personal trainer, the Rebbeinu Shalaylam, is stretching me. And it's a very intense stretch. And I'm like, I'm like so uptight, because I want to control the stretch, but that's not a stretch. It's not opening me up to Taif Ma'id. But one has to appreciate the pain here, there's a tension here. It's not that there's no tension. There's a flood. He says the Nefesh of Amis overpowers the Nefesh of Lakis to the point that it's 15 Amis above. My head is not just in water. It's 15 Amis submerged in the water, even if I'm a mountain. And if I'm a plain, if I'm, and if I'm a valley on a good day. But through this water, through this water, always light that comes from darkness is a different type of light. It's a different quality of light. V'zehu, now he says this, What happened with the teva? What's a teva? Words. Well, Shabtav says teva is words. So you have a teva, it's flowing, very nice. What happens with the marble? The water is so intense. The flooding is so powerful. It says, The teva was elevated from the word loharim, truma, right? To pick up. The teva was lifted up all the way to the top. To the point that the teva went all the way to the top because it was the boat that was floating. So the Teva doesn't go inside, the Teva doesn't drown, the Teva goes on top of the water, but not just on top, it gets lifted up through the water. The Teva was much, much higher because the water was so high. So as the water goes 15 amas above from the mountain, the Teva goes with it. Through the water, the Teva goes higher. Rashi does say that the Teva was submerged 11 amas into the water, right? But the Teva was... uh, was 30 amas high, so much of it was still out of the water. 11 amas, actually he makes a cheshman when uh, when it landed on the mountain, you'd Zion Sivan, he makes a cheshman how it works, a very interesting Rashi, proving how the Teva was submerged, 11 amas in the water. Very good, beautiful, that's beautiful. That, that's, I, I think that I'm, I'm bringing it up to illustrate the point, that this is a serious flood. It's not like, a, it's not like I'm just above the water, you know, sometimes I'm just glossing over, ah. Huh? I'm behislapshus. I'm inside. I'm not detached. Sometimes you think you're detached. He's not talking about a detached. I'm a loo. Things don't get to you. That's not what we're talking about. The teva was in the water, and because of that, it was uplifted through the water. If the ark was just somewhere, you know, on the on, on, on a planet aloof, it wouldn't be uplifted through the water. It went into the water. In other words, it confronts the water, 
and then it allows the water to pick it up. So the Balatanya says that the tefillah, the teva, the words of tefillah, the words of Torah, but specifically he's talking about the davening, the relationship. From the mabul, it's a different type of word. It's a different type of teva. Then he says something in the Maimer. It's very, very rare for the Balatanya to speak this way, but you can see that he's speaking to people. This is a Maimer to people. It says, This is a very rare expression in the, in, in the Maimarim. This is the mistake of everybody who's in business. Baliyasakim, in his days, there was no online businesses. <laughs> you sat in your basement and you, <laughs> and you did zooms, zooms with your with your with your clients, with your with your sales. A balasik, it's a world. The balasik is a world. The one who's immersed in the in the tumultuous vicissitudes of Elam Hazem with all of the stress. So he says they make a mistake. What's the mistake? Shabadaitam, they believe They can't daven like Yoshve Oil, like Talmidikacham. People who dwell in the tents of Torah and Tfilah all day, they can daven. Why? Because their lives generally were much more serene and tranquil and completely focused on spirituality. So they could daven. But the Balesek, who has so much going on, he can't daven the same way. That's their mistake. It's the opposite. They could daven much more. Because the greatest ur comes from the chayshach. He's really describing what davening is here. We, do, we understand what is davening. Davening is... And it's, it's certainly true to a certain degree. Davening is, I'm, I'm stress-free. I'm, I'm blissful. I go into a place of silent meditation or mindfulness or kavana, and you just soar away with those words. That's the, in a broader sense, that's what a good relationship is. There's no tumultuousness here. There's nothing pulling me in a thousand different directions. So they say, I can't daven. You have to know what's in my head. You know what's happening in my life. I can't daven. It's, you have to understand, my brain is not capable for this. I'll do it. I'll go through it. But it's not a real davening. That's the mistake. Obviously, they told us to the Balatanya, or he felt it in them. So he said it's a mistake. They can daven much more. <laughs> they can daven much better. Because the flood makes the teva. <laughs> the flood makes the teva. If there's a big marble, aha, now vatotam teva mayim. The mayim is what makes the teva. Bring your tension into the relationship. Bring your anxiety into the davening. Don't, don't separate it. Your relationship with God, your relationship with Hashem, your relationship with yourself is not detached from your anxiety. It's not detached from your insecurities. It's not detached from your traumas, fears, wounds. It's not detached from the tension in your life. Don't detach it and say, oh, I can't. That is your davening. Thus is the davener. You understand what he's saying? Thus is the da- That's the teva. He said, from the marble becomes the teva. The marble makes the teva. No, you wouldn't have built a teva without. That makes the da- That makes the teva. And he says, and if the greatest light is the light that comes from darkness, then their davening is much deeper. Now, obviously, he's not talking Yeshua Alam and Balayesik with this absolute mechitza between them. The one who learns and the one who makes a living. It's a model. We know people could learn all day and have a lot of anxiety. <laughs> 
I just want you to, Yoshvei Holom is a model of somebody who's just in a, in a very innocent place. And a Balayesik is somebody who confronts things that are difficult. So traditionally it's called Yoshev Hayel, somebody who's, you know, doesn't have to deal with Tirdas Aparnasa. And remember, this is, you're talking about in a little shtetl where standards were very different. And if you had an apart, if you had a house that was more than one bedroom, it was a Chiddush. And the Gemara says that the definition of wealth is that you have a Beisakise near your table. You don't have to go outside of the city, so you're a wealthy man. A Beisakise Samuch Which means today the biggest Shnarit is a bigger usher than most people, uh, when this Maima was said. This is this is just before the industrial revolution, so there's no running water in your house either. I just want you to understand when he's talking about a balaisik and a yoshevayel, right? The balaisik also was nishtaza, but it's the model of somebody fakert who had to deal. The stress of parnasa was overwhelming in these places. You have to understand. We don't even understand what it means. People struggle with parnasa and tuition and mortgage, but you understand? Understand in Russia, in the early 1800s, 1807, the struggles of parnasa. It's not. Instead, to have bread on the table was a chiddush. It's not, these are not, uh, I'm just explaining to you. So when he says about Asik, it wasn't, he keep, somebody asked me, why is he talking about Parnassa? He said, the main tension is psychological. I said, that's today. <laughs> then it was about survival. He said, today we all have extra hours in the day in which we can get upset at our mothers. You understand? Because laundry is done fast. Huh? By your mother, whatever it is, kol from should have delay. The tirdas then were pushed survival. It was very it's survival. But 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 it's a tirda. It's a real tirda. It's how you approach it. So Bemela, so he says the mistake is they can't daven. I can't have a teva. He says fakir. The mabel makes the teva, and the mabel picks up the teva, and it's a completely higher teva. What, what, what is the Balatanya saying here? The Balatanya is saying is don't go into davening without all the parts of your life. And this is a very profound idea because we want to go and let's take on a relationship. I'm going out with you. I'm going out with a friend or you're going out with your spouse, whatever. You're, you're taking a walk together. What do you talk about? You want to talk about the good stuff, no? <laughs> now what if you're filled, your head is filled with, with meshugasin? So it, it destroyed it destroyed the meeting. It destroyed the meeting. I can't be here. That's what they told him. We can't be here. The Balatanya says you don't understand what davening is. You thought it's a fake relationship. That's exactly what you bring into the relationship. That's what makes it powerful. That's exactly what you want to bring in. I'm not going to sit with you and tell you how everything is, is perfect. Oh, then I can't daven. It's a fake davening. If I can't, you could daven much more. Because you're bringing up everything, you're bringing up your dark, you're bringing your darkness into it, and then you have yisunar, and that's going to give you access if you really bring it in. It gives you access to the ultimate darkness, which is your ultimate light. Now we have to acknowledge that this is hard because, literally, if I get up to daven and there's a lot of tension in me and anxiety, it, it takes me away. It pulls me away from the religion. Haidu Lashem Kiru No, no, there's no Haidu, there's no Lashem, there's no Kiru Let me tell you about all my appointments. Let me tell you about my bills. Let me tell you about what's going on here. Let me tell you about what's going on there. I'm a clown not in the mood. I'm bored. I'm exhausted. I'm overwhelmed, right? You know, let me check the next uh, Baruch Hashem. Somebody sent me an email. Okay, there's something to do. Uh, 
You don't relate to it, Mendel? Siddhaz Amitsiyas in Elam Haznev, Azalich Dezagan. Somebody once came to the Chayza of Lublin and he said, I have Machshavah Zaras during davening. So he said, so he said, no, 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 no. Those are Machshavahs. Your davening is a Machshavah Zara. <laughs> you hear what he said? <laughs> your davening is a Machshavah Zara. Your, your Machshavahs are normal. <laughs> you just continue. What was he trying to tell him? He's trying to tell him, <laughs> you need a paradigm shift. Your whole davening, your davening is a Machshavah Zara. It's disturbing you. That's the challenge. There has to be a lot of trust. In a marriage, right? When you're talking to your spouse, do you talk about your chayshech or do you talk about your ayr? If you're overwhelmed with insecurities, you see, it took away from the conversation. It was so not enjoyable. Unless the relationship is truly honest. And then, wow, it was the most meaningful conversation. I got it off my chest, right? Those are the most meaningful conversations. Those are the conversations that create growth. The conversations that create growth are the conversations when I can talk about my malachamavas. So, so he says, Faket, don't undermine your davening. This is the real davening. That's the teva. That's the teva. The real teva comes from the marble. The highest tevas come from the marble. As long as you can bring it into the conversation. Really bring it into the conversation. But for that... There has to be a lot, a lot of trust. You have to trust Hashem. We have to be able, to, can I really bring that all in? Can I bring all, can I bring in my malachamavas? And it's not going to let. Because <laughs> the tension, I told you, the tension doesn't say this. If it says this, it wouldn't be such tension. It's not going to, it's going to pull you away. But that's why you have a nefesh kiss to say, come. Let's do a little chiyasamesim. Come with me. Let's see what you really want. And you'll see that's chiyasamesim. Da'ilam chaps, what the Balatanya is saying here? Is it the same idea like mimamakim? Yeah, in that sense, that's the mimamakim. Mimamakim, krasicha Hashem is, I can bring in my full depth to it, my full honesty to it. I don't think he's talking about time here. They said we're busy, we're overwhelmed, mainly we're stressed. So we, how could we daven? Davening, you need menuchas hanefesh. Yeah, you ever saw the Mishnah in Brachas, right? You know the Mishnah. Right? They daven nine hours a day. They meditated an hour. People think meditation is not from Judaism, but there's a Mishnah in Brachas. That before every Shemayna Esther, they meditated for an hour before and an hour after. What did that look like? What did the shuls look like? Chesidim nine hours a day. Shachris needed a meditation an hour before, an hour after. Mincha meditation be an hour before. Ma'idav also meditation. So besides davening for three hours, and by the way, Shemayna Esther taking an hour means that every word, every word of Shemayna Esther, I believe is nine seconds. Try that. By Magen Avram, you'll already, they'll already be after Mincha. <laughs> okay? But that's davening itself. But now there's an hour before and an hour after. I heard somebody giving a shir and he said, it means they were learning an hour before and a learning after. And I went, wow, he missed the point. Because <laughs> he couldn't wrap his brain around that there's a concept of meditation in Judaism. So he says, they learned Gemara an hour before and an hour after. It says, you know what shoyin means? 
Shayim means you're in one space and it looks like you're doing nothing. In Yiddish, Shayim is fazamt. You just didn't... You, but I show him, I say, open up a Shulchan Aruch, or a Chaim, Simon Sadik Ches, and see how the Mechavah of Shulchan Aruch understood what they did. He says, Hoyu Magiyim Karev Lispashtus Agashmius Karev Lamailus Hanavuah. That's what he writes there. <laughs> it was almost a state of prophecy. Now you have to understand what all this means. But in other words, there was an experience of oneness with the universe and with Hashem that allowed them, their brains, to become conduits for a divine energy. It's a very deep experience. My point here is, so naturally you think serenity is the main thing for this. So the Yoshvayah will say, we can daven, the Balayesa can daven. I have an appointment in a half an hour. It's not just in a half an hour, it's now. Now I already have the appointment because it's overwhelming. Now he has an appointment. Yeah. So the Alter Rebbe was comforting the Balayesik. This is the famous Balatanya comforting the Balayesik and saying, Fakert, you could daven much better. Maybe not much longer, but much better. Does that mean that, uh, that they have to do something different? Or it's, no, they're, in answer, which is all, <coughs> that is the thing. Right, but if you can really incorporate this, it's not going to be so altzafleugen. It, it maybe will begin altzafleugen. But if I can gently... Yeah. It's not just having this in mind, it's, it's, it's learning how to experience it. It's not just a machshava. Okay, so that's every person, you know, according to, you know, that every person has to evaluate their schedule and their priorities and what's necessary. No, they don't have nine hours. Who has nine hours? They're, they're five minutes. It has the, has the quality of something. Yeah. That's what he means. It's the quality. It's it's the quality of the relationship. Huh? It could, obviously. He says it's a toast. They make a mistake. They see themselves as this is not my world. And he's saying, no, this is this is more your world. Huh? This is more your world. So that's the idea of Mehamabul becoming Me Noyach. What's Noyach? Noyach is serenity. But this is not serenity. This is the opposite of serenity. That's the Chiddush. That when the Neshama comes down into the Mayim Rabbim, it reaches a different type of serenity. It's not the regular serenity of Olam Haba. You're right. That's the Ziv HaShchina. It's a different level of serenity that comes through the entanglement with the Mayim Rabbim of the Nefesh Bahamas, where you confront the Olam HaTayu that we spoke about in the previous year. And the Bli Gvul and the Toiv Ma'od and the Malach and the Teva is elevated because it's a different type of Menucha. The Menucha that comes after that is a Menucha that's born from the confrontation with darkness which gives a different type of serenity. It's a very mature type of serenity. It's a serenity that's not detached. It's a serenity that doesn't disregard all of the pressures of life. It's a serenity that incorporates it. It's a different type of serenity. There's serenity where I, you know, I, distractions. We all have distractions. Why do people binge or people drink or people go onto their screens? Because they want a little menucha, right? Everybody wants menucha. You just want to get your mind off problems. And we have a lot of distractions for that. That's not the, that doesn't come from the marble. That's a distraction. This is a different type of menucha. This is a menucha that's born from the marble. May noyach. The marble makes the menucha. How can a marble make a menucha? Because it's serenity, serenity that's born from my engagement and my working 
with the angels inside of me that are the cause of the anxiety. Accessing what their true, true, true spiritual meaning and core is. Even in Eskafia it's true. In other words, it's not my anxiety talking to your anxiety. If you, if you, let's say you, uh, between a husband and a wife, right? If his anxiety is talking to her anxiety, so now his anxiety triggers her anxiety. So now her anxiety talks to his anxiety, which triggers both of their anxieties. By the time the conversation is over, they're both in purgatory emotionally. Right? Instead, you want him talking to her about his anxiety, and her talking to him about her anxiety. In other words. Their core eye, which is called the nefesh al can bring into the relationship the anxiety. As we take a walk or we enter in conversation, we can talk about everything that's dark, but not your darkness is talking. The you, which is not dark. The teva is not the mabel. The teva are the words of davening. But when I, the mabel is brought in, when the teva is, is, is connected to the mabel, it's inside that mabel, so then it becomes much more powerful because now my eye connects to you, not just from a place of light, but also from a place of darkness. Now my connection to you is not superficial, it's deep, it's thorough, it's all-pervasive. It includes even those parts that essentially would make us drift apart. That's also part of the relationship, and that's what makes the most powerful relationship. When you could bring in the weakest link into the connection, it becomes the most powerful. Like in Halachi, you have shtar of irur, becomes more powerful than a shtar that there was no irur. If you have a shtar, right, and somebody denies it, and you bring it to Bezdin, and they, they confirm it, it's a much more powerful shtar than an innocent shtar. Why? Because this shtar was about to be torn into shreds. And, and, and you built it, so it's a much more powerful shtar. If the relationship can, can include everything that that drives us apart from each other, our anxieties, our fears, our traumas, if I could bring that in, now it's unbreakable. It's a whole different, it's a whole different level of connection. It also touches parts that are different, that are much deeper, which is why it was so dark. Like we learned yesterday, so in davening also. And that's probably one of the biggest challenges, to be able to step away from a conversation coming from my anxiety to a conversation coming from me. Because the anxiety is so intense, like my anxiety will take over the conversation. Like, And the anxiety speaks very, not nice, it's, it could be nasty. You know when anxiety speaks? You ever hear it speak? You know what I mean? It's not going to say nice things, because it's anxious. It's trying to survive. It's going to tell you how you are the source of all my problems. So the real challenge is in davening also. Can I find that part that is deeper than the anxiety, which is always there, and then bring in the anxiety into the relationship? That's what you were saying. Depends. Depends who's davening and how you daven. The whole journey of davening is a relationship. It's an experience. It's not. They didn't just stop putting psukim. Okay, let's put another. You know, davening is too short. Let's put in another capital. Oh, it's still too short. Let's Is that will really? Oh, it's too short. Let's do a vuhuracham. You know why not? Of course, kave. Why not? It wasn't structured that way. <laughs> I know it sometimes feels that way. <laughs> a little more, you know. 
Ah, Nacha Kaddish, Nacha Kaddish. They say a joke, there was somebody who would say Kaddishim constantly, constantly. So somebody started to scream at him. He says, the halacha says in Shulchan Aruch, ain't marbim b'kadeshim. You're not supposed to say extra kadeshim. He says, that's a halacha? The guy says, yeah. He says, okay, he's gadol v'his kadeshim. So I'm saying, you know, davening has a rhyme, has a rhythm. I think. I'll tell you it's hard. It says in Shulchan Aruch that before you start davening, you have to remove your brain from all confusing thoughts. And I know somebody's going to ask me a question. The Balatanya here says, well, why? Bring it all in. But he did, well, you're not tough is what he's saying. If I'm just confused in my thoughts, my confusion is going to be davening. I'm not going to be davening. And th- this is the hardest part. Do you have something that's deeper than your anxiety? This is all based on the premise that your soul is not anxious. Your soul is actually in a relationship with Ein Soif at every moment. I may not feel it because of my anxiety. I may not have access to it, but it's a very real reality. Talk again about a marriage. Is this marriage only about anxiety, or there's a connection that's deeper than... I know there's anxiety. I know there's challenges. I know you're making me feel... You, you, you cause me pain or hurt or anger, whatever it is. I make you feel that way. I know that. There's, there's, there's darkness. But is there something that you want to connect to that's deeper than the darkness? That many people, right, don't know how do I even go there? Do I even have it? That's key. So when it says remove the machshavasam of Albalais, it doesn't mean remove them in the sense that they don't exist. It means you first have to connect to a part that wants a real relationship. And I trust that there is something here. I know that I'm overwhelmed by a crazy flood. I got that. I'm not denying any of that. And now I want to bring that in to that connection, to that conversation. Because if I don't have that core, so, so, so the relationship is just going to, be, it's going to be very negative. I'll scream at you and you'll scream at me. And I'll tell you not nice things about you. You'll tell me not nice things about me. And it's my anxiety, my depression, my... My wounds, my fears, my insecurities talking, I get it, and it's your fears and your insecurities. So your triggers are talking to my triggers, and my triggers talking to your triggers, and at some point I'm going to tell you, why don't your triggers give my triggers your telephone number and email, and why don't they go to uh, you know, the zoo and, and have a good time with each other? And you're going to be left uh, orphaned. So that's, a, that's an important idea. You just heard the marriage tip? You could say, I don't trust you, you're a liar. Or, my anxiety is saying not to trust you because my anxiety claims you're a liar. (laughs) Now I have to say, if the other person is not working on themselves, it may not make a difference. But if the other person is working on themselves, it's going to make all the difference. If the other person is Hashem, he's always working on himself. Because <laughs> he's in a relationship with me. you got to work on yourself the whole time. <laughs> in Hashem also, yeah, I could say, I say you're, you're this and this, or this is what my anxiety is saying. And you don't have to be afraid of that. It could be, that can also be scary, you know, to say, my anxiety says this, I have to acknowledge that I have anxiety. <laughs> I have to acknowledge that my anxiety is ugly. 
and I have to be able to describe it. That's, uh, that's a lot of courage. What if you get smacked in your face? A lot of times people never go here because it's very vulnerable. It's vulnerable for you and it's vulnerable for the other person. You know, it, it's pain. It, remember, it's painful for the other person too. I'm going to hear things that are hard for me. I have to be able to contain it. That's also hard. Beautiful. Yeah. The anxiety is a catalyst for the deepest growth. Like the flood was a catalyst for the most elevated teva. Now the word teva becomes so beautiful here because teva means conversation, dialogue. All this happens in conversations. It happens in words. So it's almost like he's analyzing a conversation. Teva is dialogue. Teva. Conversations are made up through words. You have your teva. I have my teva. What's our conversation made up of? If you could look at a conversation between two people, you could see what's the conversation made up of. Does the conversation include the flood or not? If the conversation includes the flood, it becomes elevated by the flood, informed by the flood, enlightened by the flood, sublimated by it. But this is very mature. This is, it takes a lot of maturity. If you're trying this at home today, right, make sure you know what you're doing. Because if your anxiety is telling you to try it at home, right, if your anxiety is telling you to try it at home, <laughs> so I could put her in her place, or put him in the, his place, and finally say the truth, right? So the Bazil says, Oive. In other words, when you're having a conversation on this level, it has to be done with a lot of sensitivity to differentiate between the Mayim Rabbim and the Nefesh, between the Nefesh Bahamas and the Nefesh Alikis. So now he says, let's, let's, let's go another few minutes, I want to finish the paragraph. And now we'll understand why Noyach is defined as Shabbos. Essentially, this is what Shabbos is. It says, Kivoy Shavas Mikol Malachta. As I told you, the Targum Unkulus says, the Maimah said earlier, Vayishbois is Vinoch. Vinoch Shriya. So Noyach is Shabbos. In Medrash it says, Noyach is Noyach because Naicha Derucha. Naicha Derucha means the Ruach is relaxed. It's Menuchas Haruach. Like we say, Menuchas Hanefesh. Naicha Derucha. What's the connection to Shabbos? So Shabbavav Yemeya Maisa. The six days of creation, Sunday through Friday, what happens? Hashem's malchus, which means Hashem's creative energy. The word malchus means Hashem's creative energy. Because that's what malchus is. Malchus is leadership. Malchus is taking charge. Malchus is nobility. What's the job of a melech? The job of a melech is to really lead, to care for his country. So when you say Hashem's koyach hamalchus, it means His creative energy that is responsible for all of existence. So during the six days of creation, Hashem's creative energy is actualized. That's what hamshacha lamata means. I just want to explain these words because they're mystical. You shouldn't should understand them. Hamshacha lamata means when an energy is actualized in a real way, that's called hamshacha lamata. It comes out in a concrete way. Lamata means down. 
It doesn't remain in potentiality. Hashem always has creative energy before creation also. But creation is Hashem's creative energy comes out. How do I know it comes out? Here, look at me, look at you. Right? You are God's energy concretized. That's called Hamshach Alamat. It's concretized. Planet Earth, the cosmos. That's called Hamshach Alamat. First day is light. The second day, Yehirakia. Let there be a heaven separating the waters. The third day, vegetation and produce. Chuli, all the way. Wednesday is the sun and the moon, the galaxies, the planets. Thursday you start having the living organisms, right? The fish, the birds, the insects, the water creatures. You have the mammals, you have the fish, and then you have Adam. So he says, They're called Yemeyamaisa. Why are they called Yemeyamaisa? Not only because we're a lot of work, because those are the, the days when Hashem's creative energy came out in a universe, came out in Misa, they came out in action. That's why they're called Yimeha Misa. Our life is a replica of the energy. This is a very, very powerful word. Yimeha Misa is not just a halacha. You're allowed to work. That's true. But the reason is because by Hashem it was Yimeha Misa. It is Yimeha Misa. It's days in which His creative energy, called Malchus, is concretized in a universe. Shabbos, Ubchinus Shvisa Shabbos, we call rest, shvisa, vayishbus, v'naycha What happened on Shabbos? Shehu aliyah sa'olamus lamayla ka'adam ha'shoivus v'nach memelachta. Shabbos is called, in Kabbalah, in Chsidus, in Machshava, aliyah sa'olamus. The worlds go up, like a person who relaxes from melacha. What does this mean, aliyah sa'olamus? If a person is exerting energy, let's say, I'm sweeping, I'm mopping, I'm writing, I'm running, I'm, uh, I'm whatever malacha you're involved in, whether it's you know labor with your hands, labor with your feet, labor with your mind, you're completely immersed in it. What happens afterwards? You finish and you relax, you're shaivas. So, so to speak, your energy is now not being projected, you reclaim your energy. You reclaim your energy. There was a very big lecturer, a speaker, he once told me that uh, he, he, he finishes lecturing, so it's projecting energy. It's a lot of energy, Yigama. He says, I right away have to run into a private room and not see anybody for a few hours. Because I, you, have to re, you have to reclaim your energy. It's a very important idea. It's called boundaries. You understand? Because you're giving and giving and giving and everything is on the outside and then you become depleted at some point. You get cut off from yourself. So Shavis is... You sit back. It's not just you physically relax. It, it's spiritually. Your energy now comes back. It's called aliyah. When you're working, it's yirida. It's going outwards. And now it comes back to you. Whatever you're involved in, a person is a writer, and he's writing and writing for hours. His energy is outwards. And now you need a moment, that energy to come back into you. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's an important thing because people don't recognize the importance of it. Right? You gave and gave and gave. Your energy was in a pchin of yirida, hamshach, actualization. And now you need to, re- we call it replenish yourself. What does it mean replenish yourself? Right? At some point you have to replenish yourself. You know, the car needs gas. You also need gas. You, you, you need to reclaim that energy. The Balatanya says this is what Shabbos is. Hashem, six days a week, the energy was being projected from the Ein Saif and concretized in a real world. What's the avoid of Shabbos? Rest. What does it mean he rests? He had to work hard. He has hands, he has feet. What, he doesn't have enough energy? Why did he have to rest? <laughs> he has to go on vacation. He doesn't like... 
The idea of rest is not the idea of rest, you know, oh, I worked so hard and I'm going to kill myself and I want to retire. The idea of rest is, it's also a Bria. It's also a Bria. And we have to understand what it means. Rashi says, it says, He finished on the seventh day. So Rashi says, he didn't work on the seventh day, he finished the sixth day. So Rashi, one of the Pshatim, yeah, that uh, Chazal, it comes from the Medrash, that Mahaya Oilam Chaser Menucha. The world was missing something. The world was missing menucha. Ba Shabbos, ba menucha. So, so why is that on the seventh day? Because <laughs> on the seventh day there was also a creation. What was the creation? The creation of menucha. What, what does that mean? There was a creation of menucha. The pshat is, and this is, this is a very, very powerful word. The chiddush is that menucha is part of creation. Creation needs serenity. It's not this creation. You work, and then there's something beautiful that's called menucha. Hashem put into the fabric of existence that it needs it needs to be reclaimed by, by the divine. That the energy has to go back to the source. And because of that, there's a yearning in the world for meaning. Without Shabbos, there was no, you would be no yearning for meaning. It's just the world, good. Part of creation was that creation has a concept of what it looks like pre-creation. It has a concept of what the energy was, where it came from. It's called Aliyah Sa'ilamis. That's Shabbos. Shabbos, the worlds go up. What do mean the worlds go up? In all Kabbalah, Aliyah Sa'ilamis, right? But nobody knows, what does it mean, Aliyah Sa'ilamis? What happens? The worlds go up? Go up. What goes up? Roller coasters go up, gas stations go up, potatoes go up, Cholun goes up, Cholun goes down, not up. What goes up? Aliyah Sa'ilamis is... The question is if I, if I feel it or not, if I'm sensitive to it. What it means is the, every aspect of the world goes up on Shabbos. It's like when you sit down after the malacha and you reclaim your energy, so the energy now goes from the outside back into the inside. Vav Yemeya and Shabbos is the same world, but it's a completely different world. The six days of creation, the energy is projected into Maisa. On Shabbos, the energy is reclaimed, but there's a big difference between the creator and another person reclaiming their energy. If I painted a picture for four hours, or I spoke for four hours, and then I sit down on the couch, the picture remains on the wall. But since by the world, the energy is the world, so when Hashem reclaims His energy, what comes with Him? The painting comes together with Him. The world is also Ayla, you understand? It's not, there's His energy and there's a world. The world is the energy. In, in Hebrew, it's interesting. In Hebrew, what are we, what's the word for a thing? Davar. Davar means dibur. Why is a thing called a word? You understand why? Because there's no thing. Everything is words. What would we, what, what, uh, we found out in the 1950s about DNA. There's no body. There's no life. It's words. It's a program. It's DNA program. That's basara mamores nivra It's it's divine DNA. So every davar is a dibur. It's a dibur. Shahakol nia bidvaray. Shahakol nia bidvaray. So when the dibur goes back, what else goes back? The davar goes back. So the world is a higher world. Somebody told me he went there to Israel, yeah, and he felt the earth is not the same. We just learned in Ksuvis. that Meiroim used to kiss the the earth. Why are you kissing the earth of Eretz Yisrael? Why don't you kiss the earth of JFK Airport? <laughs> Ben-Gurion Airport is so much better than JFK Airport. The same bureaucracy in both airports. It's much worse than Israel. You're not kissing the airport bureaucracy. 
The earth of Eretz Yisrael is different. Why? It's of Shabbos. The earth is different on Shabbos. The gefilte fish is different on Shabbos. Your wife is different on Shabbos. You're different on Shabbos. Your couch is different on Shabbos. Why is your couch different on Shabbos? There's all the couch. You fall asleep there Sunday. You fall asleep there Shabbos. Shabbos, you have more time to sleep. The Rujanar was a child. I told you once, you were learning about Shabbos, the Samachtes. The Gemara asks, if you get lost in the Midbar, you don't know which day is Shabbos. What do you do? You don't, you, you don't have a calendar. The cell phone is not charged. That's Pshat and Gemara. You forgot to charge your cell phone. And uh, you don't know which Shabbos. So it's a machlekes. Machlekes. If you do Shabbos right away, if you count six days and then you do Shabbos, you do Shabbos, then you count six days. So the Ruzhin, the Rabbi Yisrael of Ruzhin, oh, his yard set is today. Gimel Cheshvin, the Rabbi Yisrael Ruzhin. <laughs> I didn't realize, yeah. His yard set is today. So he was a little child. Gimel Cheshvin, yeah. I think Tofresh Tessera. In any case, so the Heleke Ruzhin turns to his Malah. He was a Yosem. He picks up his hand and he says, So he explains it again. I don't understand. Again, he says, Yisraelik, what do you understand? It's not so complicated. He says, how does a person not know when Shabbos is? Megita cook. He says, Megita cook of the Himmel. You take a look at the sky and you see it's Shabbos. He was so in touch with his body, with his somatic experience, it was aligned with MS. There's a different energy on Shabbos. Why is there a different energy on Shabbos? The world is a different world. Obviously, my eyes have to be perceptive to energy. Because if I just played basketball for three hours, it didn't happen. But if I did play for three hours, right? And I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. And now I sit down on the couch and I'm like, my energy is coming back to myself. A person who's looking at me at that moment, if he doesn't know me from inside, he doesn't know what I did before. I know what I did. I'm feeling it. So I could look at the world on Shabbos and I don't see a difference. But somebody who knows the world from within, somebody who knows energy, he, right away Shabbos, he knows it's a different world. It's, it's a different world. That's Aliyah Salem. Is that Pshat Ah? What's Taka Pshat You also see when Shabbos is. Okay. Ah? But there's some people who don't. The Rambam says, Some people don't. Huh? We look at the calendar to see where. Huh? Yeah, Zmanim. Munsi Zmanim. Yeah, Munsi Zmanim. Huh? Yeah, so it's all, when you speak about Machali Shabbos, the foods of Shabbos, people sometimes misconstrue it. They think Shabbos, it's a mitzvah to, 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 to be a glutton. That's not the Vart. The Vart is Fakert. You understand? Somebody was once enjoying the kugel a little too much. So there was a chassid, he was a deep person. He said, was, was so He says, it's my ayin elam haba. And then every bite of the kugel, you get more elam haba, you get more elam haba. He says, well, you don't believe it? He says, no, I believe it. But the way your elam haba is going to smell, oh my God. <laughs> the point is, sometimes we take things bahakshama with, in a very, uh, in a very, uh, brute way. It's very edel. It's, it's an edel ing in Shabbos. So he says like this, Kemay Kain, Hubchin is tirdus veesek aparnosib inyonim gashmim, shenikroi mayim rabbim. The stress of living life in this world with physicality, which is called mayim rabbim, shemishabchim veoilem achekach bebchinis elekus aideat filikanal, nikribchinis ubchinis naichadiruchishubchinis Shabbos. 
כי ידוע שכל תפילה מבוב ימי המייסה היא האודה מבחינת שבס. So now we understand why Noyach is Shabbos. When you can take, Shabbos is not a different world. It's that same world that's in a different space, in an elevated space. There's a Yid who told me, he's a very big fundraiser, and he told me he only fundraises on Shabbos. Because <laughs> people are in a different mood. <laughs> he says he'll never fundraise not on Shabbos. Says, Shabbos you get triple the amount. Interesting. It's a big fundraiser. He said, I only ask people for money on Shabbos. <laughs> Interesting thing. He says, you go into their house, they're relaxed. He says, Sunday's not the same person. He, says, he tells you, I get triple the amount of money. Most people don't think that, right? You fundraise on Monday, you don't fundraise on Shabbos. So what's the Nekudi here? That Noyach is Shabbos. Why is Noyach Shabbos? Because when you take the Mayim Rabbim, and it gets uplifted and sublimated through tefillah, bebchines elikus. Those are the words. I take my anxiety and I bring it back to elikus, to godliness, meaning I reveal the shoyrish of my anxiety in elikus. That's the key. The shoyrish of my anxiety is elikus. Remember, it's oylam atoyu. Oylam atoyu was divine. There was just a breakdown. So you want to bring back the anxiety to elikus. That's called Chiyas HaMesim. When I do that, that is Shabbos. As he says, every tefillah of the six days is a glow of Shabbos. How does Shabbos happen? Because every day there's Shabbos. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. What's the Shabbos of every day? The tefillah of that day. The six, the six days have a gray of Shabbos. We learned this also in the Kudatayra Bahar, as Shabbos Yisrael so when you have the tefillah of every day, then you have a Shabbos. Meaning Shabbos is the cumulative energy of all the davenings of the week. Why is davening Shabbos? Because what's davening? Davening is the time when you take the world of the day and you make an aliyah You rest up. In other words, you bring it back to its source. You bring everything back to its source. So you have to have an akuda, compass, an essence. And then I take all the tension and all the appointments and all the experiences of the day, Right? You wake up in the morning, so you have the previous day, you have the next day, and you bring it, you try to bring it all into the relationship. You try to bring it all into the source. You don't deny it anything. It all becomes part of the experience. That's what Aliyah Sa'ilamus is. So that's Noyach, that's Shabbos. Every day there's a shtikl Shabbos. He says, Achkonza Shabbos Tato. You have to understand, this is the lower level of Shabbos. <laughs> There's noyach, noyach. There's two times noyach. So it says, he said in the beginning of the Maimer, there's Shabbos Tata, there's Shabbos Silah. There's a lower level, there's a higher level of Shabbos. Because this is Shabbos Tata. Why is it Shabbos Tata? It's a bad Shabbos, it's not a bad Shabbos. Because this is the Shabbos that's created from tension. This is the Menucha that's created from the marble. So it's called Shabbos Tata. V'yesh oid p'chines Shabbos Ilah. There's a higher level of Shabbos. Shehu mashiyila asit shenikri yom shekulay Shabbos. And this is the Shabbos of Geula when we say Harachmoni Ancheleinu Liyom Shekulei Shabbos. It means the day is going to be all Shabbos. That's Shabbos Ilah, the higher Shabbos. For Zell, it says in the Haftarah of Noyach, Asher Nishbati Me'avor Me'i Noyach Oid Ala Aretz. Hashem says, I made an oath that the waters of Noyach will not pass through the world. If we just explain that the waters of Noyach are so gewaldig, so why make an oath that May Noyach shouldn't pass again on the earth? The answer is, even though they came to cleanse, not every time do you need that cleansing. 
If there's tension, if there's anxiety, yeah, I need the cleansing. But I don't always need that tana. So the Pasuk continues in the Haftarah, I also made an oath that I won't be angry anymore. I won't scream at you. What does this mean? This means there comes a place of a relationship where you don't have to bring in the negativity because you don't need it. Even though we explain that the Mayim Rabbim creates a new light, the love of Bechal Maidecha, you have to understand there's even a deeper love. He says, it's not taking away anything we said. We spoke about Bechal Maidecha, Ma'oid, Ava that comes through the Mayim Rabbim. But there's a love that's even deeper than that, which comes from above. And that's even deeper than the love that comes through the raging waters. The Pasuk says in Shirashirim, his right arm embraces me. This love, even though it's always present, in a most revealed way, permanently, it's going to come out in the future. The Geula. The Pesach says in Yeshaya, the same after, it's all the same after. The mountains will move. And the mounds will falter. Yet my kindness to you will never move. And the covenant of peace with you will never weaken, will never falter. This is the love that comes from above, which is a full embrace, where there's never a separation, nothing can be moved. What's the Balatanya saying? All this love we're talking about is amazing, but it's the love that comes from darkness. It's a love that cleanses. Why is there a need for cleansing? Because I'm in a state where I need cleansing, and the mabul will cleanse me. He says, but then there's Shabbos Ilah, Yom Shekulei Shabbos. And that's where the relationship is completely devoid of anything that's tense and anxious, not because of denial. When I'm in a world of a mabul, then I need the meinayach. That's what creates Shabbos. But there's a whole different type of Shabbos, and this is the Shabbos that comes from above. When there's a flow of infinite love from above, where there's absolute oneness without any separation that is all blissful. And the blissfulness comes from the bliss itself, from the relationship itself. There's absolutely no dissonance whatsoever. There's no tension that can create a gulf that I have to overcome. Why? Because the flow of love is so powerful that there's absolutely nothing outside of the relationship. Complete intimacy, complete oneness. And we have glimmers of that. When people, you can't get to Shabbos Silah without Shabbos Tata. Because if I don't work through Shabbos Tata, the anxiety is going to separate us. But after I work through Shabbos Tata, then there's a gift. And the gift is the gift of love that comes from above. The first gift of love comes from below. Fakert, it comes from, from the Mabul. It comes from Ma'id, Zamalachamavas. And then there's the gift that comes from above, which means it's liberated from any negativity, from any darkness. And he says, and that's eternal. And it's essential. And in that relationship, there's absolute oneness. And we could see that sometimes you have a relationship that's worked through. Afterwards, they come to even a deeper relationship. The relationship that's even deeper than trust. It's complete, complete oneness. That's Shabbos Ilah. That's Yom Shekulah Shabbos. That's Geula. It's beyond tension. You don't need the tension to fuel the relationship. Why? 
Because I worked through the tension. Now there's just celebration of oneness. This is celebration of oneness without tension. Daloi tension. Daloi trauma. Not everything has to always forever be about trauma. When there's trauma, you got to talk about it. You know, I'm accused of talking too much about trauma. That's why I'm saying it. Yeah. Oh, somebody came over to me, said, I promise you. Said, I want you to make a resolution this year that you're not going to talk about trauma. There's no trauma. There's no darkness. Everybody is good. Everything is light. And I said, Amen, Kenya Hiratsan. If your words, Kataka, obliterate all trauma, I'm in. So now, but I think uh, this person was Mechavan to the Maimah, their Shabbos Right? It's an important vart because sometimes we romanticize darkness. He says, don't romanticize it. Don't romanticize it. Darkness has a role. You see how the Alter Rebbe could shift us from one extreme to another. You know, till here in the Maim, everything was ma'id, 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 ma'id. Then he says, MS. But there's something also higher than that. Can you celebrate the relationship itself? Can you become one and celebrate the relationship itself? But I'm telling you, why didn't he start the Maim this way? Just start the Maim and get endic, no marble. Because there was a marble. You understand? It's, that, that, that's where it's a sensitive issue. You know, the does is not saying this because he's not ready to talk about the first thing. He's ready to talk about the first thing. It's a very big difference. Huh? After Shabbos Tata, there's also Shabbos in law. Avada, Yom Shekulay Shabbos. Why is it Kulay Shabbos? Kulay Shabbos means it doesn't need the marble to make Shabbos. Kulay Shabbos. It's all Shabbos. The first Shabbos is not Kulay Shabbos. It's Shabbos that comes from, it's Noyach that comes from the Mayim. It's Shabbos that comes from the Olamas. The second Shabbos, it's a gift. It's a gift, it's something just pure, pure. It's pure. It's the innocence of oneness that is absolute and non-negotiable. And that's even a deeper, deeper level. It's the Yeminah Techapkeni. And that's why Hashem makes an oath that one day there won't be any more Noyach. Because there won't be any separation. In the Haftarah. And that's that never moves, it never budges, it can't be challenged because it's from a place of absolute, absolute oneness. And he finishes in the parentheses. Wow. You have to see what he says. It says in Yeshaya Hanavi about Mashiach. He says, "Hine yaskil avdi v'yarum v'nisa v'gava ma'oid." I'm going to have a, sl- a servant who's going to become great v'gava ma'oid, and that's Mashiach. So the Alter v'gava ma'oid, most people touch v'gava, he's going to be very tall, very elevated. Alter Rebbe says v'gava ma'oid, it's going to be higher than the ma'oid. <laughs> We're talking about ma'oid zemalacha maves ma'oid bechal ma'idecha. Says v'gava ma'oid. It's going to be Gavoya from the Ma'id. Usually you talk about Ma'id that comes from the darkness, from the antithesis. The Chiddush of Geula, of Geula consciousness, of Mashiach is, It's going to be a higher Bechol Ma'idecha. So it's Kavayachal and Ein Soif itself. It's not the Ein Soif of Taihu that comes out in the darkness through which you touch infinity. It's a different type of ma'id. It's a higher ma'id. It's also ain't safe. It's infinite. But it's a completely different type of ain't safe because it's rooted in the absolute oneness where there's no separation. And therefore it's kulay ava. This is the ava rabba, yeminay the hug. And the hug is important because a hug, when you hug somebody, they're in a grip and they can't leave. All other forms of love expression, the person could leave. 
right? If I kiss somebody, I talk to somebody, I look at somebody. But in chibuk, when I hug you, you're in my grip. So physically, you may want to leave. <laughs> but spiritually, what does chibuk mean? Chibuk means that there is an inseparable oneness. You're in the grip. You're in. It's, it's, it's a complete connection. There's no hava mina for this connection. That's why the words are yemini techapkeini. So this is the deeper hava, and that's why there's an oath that one day the world will be cleansed even from the main noyach, even though that's also cleansing. Because it'll be cleansed from the need of being cleansed. Because he says, not always do you need that tara. Sometimes you're cleansed from the need of being cleansed. And you have to be able to accept that with grace. Sometimes people are invested in having skeletons. Can you ever look in the mirror and say, you know what? Everything is good. Everything is good. By the way, that's hard sometimes for people. They're so used to... uh, They're so used to... uh, and I'm talking about an elevated person. They're so used to dealing with, with, with darkness. You know, that it's almost like, what's, what's going to be my life now? <laughs> well, I have no problems. Okay, so Baruch Hashem, I don't know that we're all there at that moment, at the moment. So that's why, you know, you have to deal with what you have to deal with. But it's a, it's a very important idea to be able to sometimes say, maybe it's not such a Jewish thing, to be able to say, wow, this is good. This is amazing. This, 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 this feels right. And without saying, no, 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 there's a secret, there's a secret. Why don't you talk about the secret? There's no secret. Sometimes that, that's, that's a different avoid. It's like graduating from Golos into Gula. It's hard because I'm so invested that I have problems. So what does it look like to wake up and say, huh? What does it look like to wake up in the morning and say, I don't have any problems? Oh, this sheer. <laughs> You have to open yourself up to that opportunity. Huh? <laughs> What's the subconscious reason you have to go? So it's a different ma'oid. It's not that there's no challenge, but the challenge is of a different level. It's a different level. In other words, don't worship trauma. Don't worship that you have skeletons. You have skeletons, work with them. But don't become addicted to the fact that you messed up. You know, some people are a little bit of addicted to the fact that they're messed up. It makes them feel good. It gives them purpose. No, no, I'm messed up. Now, I'm, you have to be sensitive with this because we are messed up, at least some of us. <laughs> so, so we shouldn't ignore that. We shouldn't ignore that. But the point is we're also not messed up. And you have to be able to, to, to graduate and you have to be able also, before you graduate, to be able to to celebrate the beauty of a relationship that's not messed up. In other words, sometimes the flood has to end. Sometimes the flood has to end. Huh? Yeah. An inavenik, inavenik afiliatst. Okay. So everybody have an amazing Shabbos, a Shabbos of uh, of Noyach, Naicha Derucha, Shabbos Tata, and Shabbos Ilaich. Be'ezer Hashem Shabbos, we have the regular shiurim, and uh, we're going to continue Monday morning, the last piece of the Maimir. Huh? Chavakak, yeah? Chibuk. Very nice. Chavakak is Tchis Amesim, Chibuk. Shunamis. Chavakak, Chibuk. Very nice. Very nice. Tchis Amesim. Of course, Mayim Rabbim, Mayim Rabbim. Tos habali asokim sheini chaylam lispalo. Va'adera benapechu heim chaylam lispalo yoser. By saying that, 
Ah? The half should be Shabbos in law. As I shnell. Okay. You say that by the ASIC, for them, they should be like saying, like, the person that works in Times Square, he's the one who could be, be to do his stuff by by Sinai, but it's, it's, not, it's not possible. You go to, yeah, unless you go with blind, yeah. right, right, driving, you say it's not shy, it's not to see it. Avada. So why, why are they the ones who. No, he's talking about. No, they felt that there's so much choshech by them. There's so many tirdas. They were stressed out by Parnassa. So, when you're in the machine, yeah, but they were chsidim. But they were they were chsidim. They were they were chsidim. The Balatanya had a chassid. I once heard from the Lubavitcher Rebbe Fabrengen, he said that the Baltanya had a chassid, his name was Binyamin Kletzker. Kletzk, a klotz in, in, in Yiddish is, is lumber, wood. He was a big merchant of lumber. And he was a very, very, very affluent and wealthy person, at least the standards of the time. And the Lubavitcher Rebbe said that Binyamin Kletzker, at the end of the year, he was going through you know, all the checks and balances, every sale, every purchase, what came in, what went out, you know, everything, every single transaction of lumber, from the Meicher to him and from him to his clients. And then he said he finished. And on the bottom was the last entry. So he wrote, Einoid Mulvada. Einoid Mulvada. That's the Maisa. So Rebbe said, L'chayre doesn't have a Havana. If Einoid Mulvada... So then the whole thing, you should have written on everyone Einoid Mulvada. Elamai, there are dollars and cents. Yeah, there's rubles, there's kapkas, there's something called business. So, so, so what's this joke then? Huh? <laughs> So he said, he said, Avada, there's dollars and there's cents and there's transactions, but what is the sachakel? <laughs> What's the summation of it? In Ed Movada. Avada, it's all, uh, that was the fart. <laughs> that's where the class was able to be there after this. Uh, so I'm saying that's the part of Balei Asakim. He's talking about a Balei They lived in those days off the grid without, without any roads. They were lucky. Lived in the forest, like, like it was like in the Amazon, and there was no grid. Everything was different, Avanda. But Tirdus, but Tirdus, remember, but remember, lifespan was very short. Mortality, death of children was very big. Uh, so there were many assignments. It wasn't the uh, Xeris Amalchus. Yeah, Jewish blood was sometimes hefker. No, I'm saying it was, you know, it was tough. It was tough. Maybe they didn't know how tough it was because their standards. No, I'm saying when you know wealth, you know what poverty is. If, if this is the only reality, it's not called poverty, right? The more choices people have, the more miserable they become. If you don't have choices, this is it. But I'm saying it was, you know, life wasn't... Uh, so we don't, we don't, it's hard for us to imagine. Yeah. Ah, Bruchim Aboyim. on the internet. Ten years ago, my father was ill, and the doctors gave up on him and told him to go home. Someone exposed him to Yashirim. It's the only thing wow. he was able to look at. So he didn't want to talk to anyone. Wow, wow. When I was there, I live in Israel, I used to go to London. What's the name? Lechmitsa. It's over ten years in Israel. Really? Really? That's when I was Really? Is it his Yeah. 
Was der erste Name Bach? Wir wollen in Jerusalem. Benebrach. Sei da auf der Basuch. Ist doch gerade mit dem Goldes Grün. Ist dann bitte. Ah. Gewaltig. Ist schick, das hat meine, meine gute Wünsche. Ah ja? Rechnet sie? Wie sein erster Name? Okay. Wie fühlt er sich? Sie haben ihn mal weggeschickt, dass er von zehn Jahren zurück. Cancer? Cancer. Ich bin sehr Really? Meine Dick. Danke. Auf der Website heute? Wie auf der Website? Wow. Schön auf dem ist gedacht. Ich ist ja immer schon im Teufel. Schick dir mal Gerüst, ja? Okay, good job. It's a pleasure to have you. It's a pleasure to have you. Rabbi said that Hashem, to define Hashem is undefined, there's also a definition. So just like there is infinite undefinedness, there's also, also infinite fineness. But we find in a lot of ways that Hashem is defined. Hashem can't die, Hashem can't kill himself, Hashem can't become a finite being. So why is it, the definition of infinite is, that's fine, let, him, let Hashem just be infinite. Why does he also have to be finite? Right, Rabbi Zavaskar, Hashem can't become a corporeal being, right, Hashem can't die, right? That's, that's definitely one of the law. Well, if we're, if, we're, if we're employing logic here, which maybe make, it may be a mistake, but if we're employing logic here, if infinity can become finite, it's only because it's infinite. So the finiteness won't obliterate infinity. It's just an expression of infinity. So it's not a contradiction. In other words, when you say he can't make another god, or he can't, you know, the famous thing where he makes a stone that he can't pick up, or, or can Hashem kill himself, right? If this other god, so to speak, if it's, it's because he's doing it, so then it's him. <laughs> if it's his limitation, then it's him, so it's infinite. So it's not really a contradiction. In other words, if the finite is an expression of the infinity, it's not really finiteness. It's an expression of the infinity. If we're using logical uh, con- concepts... So you're asking that Hashem can't be finite in the way that would contradict the infinity, but as long as the finiteness is an extension of the infinity, right. then it can still be infinite. Yeah. As far as if we're using the world of logic, then the word can't make sense. Because if the finiteness is coming from infinity, it's an expression, it's a continuum of the infinity. Hashem definitely can't kill himself. Or if really I'm a mother, then Hashem can't kill himself. Hashem can't become a... Uh, a physical being. Again, if if we're using seichel, right? Even if he becomes a physical being, it's him becoming a physical being. So it's not finite; it's infinite. But it still can't happen, though. He can't become a physical being. End of the day, the physical being is a manifestation of infinity. So, what's bothering you about a physical being shouldn't bother you. You understand what I'm saying? You're looking at a physical being as finite. I'm mortal, I'm frail, I'm weak, I'm limited. But if the physical being is a manifestation of infinity, it shouldn't bother you. I, I don't know if I... It's, it's a very... There's a machloik, it is. The machloik in the Rambam and the Raivid about this. In Hilchis Tshuva, the Rambam says that somebody who believes that Hashem has a guf, he's a bal guf, is a min, he's a heretic. 
The Rambam writes this. So the Ravid writes, this is an unbelievable Ravid, I quote verbatim, there were people greater than the Rambam, many people greater than the Rambam who believed that Hashem is a Balgof. Really? <laughs> yeah. Take a look, Rambam, right? The Ravid says this. The Rambam was mekukul from the philosophical because of things like that. No, if I can, the Rambam says, You hear? So what's the Havana? This is what the Ravid. The Ravid is not saying the Rambam is wrong. He's saying to call them Minim. The Ravid also holds Hashem didn't have a goof. But the, but the, those who did. It's interesting, no? Fascinating. I, so I once, take a look, yeah. You'll see Asagas Ravid. He doesn't just say other. He says, David is very sharp. The Knights of Novus or Sramam Mitzrayim, they would have. It's not Negea to Nazis Chasr Shalom because. Huh? Rashi says that in this week, in last week's parish about the Nephilim and the. 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 The Ravid knew who the Rambam's greatness it wasn't. Uh, the Rambam was considered. Uh, you could say the way, he wants to say they weren't up because there was such a shit. by it's not right? But this is an unbelievable Ravid. So I once heard from the Labavitch but this is That that shit is that because of real infinity, it has no limit. So it could be manifested in a goof also. Don't put a limit on it. Don't say it can't be a goof. Because it's completely ain't soif. So that's what I'm discussing. So I'll be seichel. I'll be seichel. If it's a manifestation of infinity, so you don't have to be scared of a goof. If that's what he really wants, don't limit even the fact that he's unlimited. That's how he taich the raivet. That's how the Rebbe taich the raivet. That he said, in other words, that they felt that this is deeper than the Rambam. The Rambam is saying, goof, and the Ravid is saying, I'm not saying he has a goof. But the that it's deeper than the Rambam. Why is that not a discussion for the Nitzim then? Why is that not a big Rambam? Because they're not looking to follow the Rambam or the Ravid. <laughs> if you're looking for the Rambam, the Ravid. Because it has nothing to do to take a person who was born from a mother. And to say that he's God, that, that, in the stand. Why? If God wanted it. If God wanted it. So what Shem told Moshe Rabbeinu, that he's taking a person who was born in the year zero to a mother, and he's turning him into Hashem. If you have such a posik, you're right. <laughs> if there was such a posik, Kavayachal, according to the Ravid, and Hashem would say, in this and this year, there's going to be this, and I'm telling you, that's me. Fine. The Ravid says, but that's not what happened. There's a person who was a regular person, and they turned them into a deity. That's how it is. The Ravid is talking, if Hashem can do it, he says. You understand? Not, not to compare. Not so this is pushed. It's just a whole story about a person. You decided that he's God. My brother told me, I have a brother, Simon. He told me he's once sitting with a bunch of uh, cardinals. And, uh, and it was a very warm conversation. They got into it. They went to Hashkaf for a lot of questions. Finally, it was like a little intimate. They turned to him and they said, so who do you believe is the Messiah? <laughs> and he knew this is very... Uh, 
So he thought for a moment and he said, well, it's one Jew or another. <laughs> they all burst out laughing and they're like, <laughs> it's one Jew or another. The emiss is that deep down, deep down, it says on Yaakov, Vayikriloi keil elekei Yisrael. Vayikriloi keil, he called Yaakov keil elekei Yisrael. Rashi says, he called Yaakov Kael. You have a Chiddush. In Zoyer it says, Man Adin Hashem In Yerushalmi it says, Who's Hashem? Reb Shem Ben Yechai. In Yerushalmi Bikurim it says, Hashem Behechel Kotre, Chavakoik, Ftoir of Shvuz. It's the de Kesarin. One of the big Amirai when he was in his yeshiva in Kesaria, that's Hashem Be'echel Kotcha. What, what all these things mean? So Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar writes in Parshas Kisisa that Shluchish Ladam Kamoise, and the Shliach Nikra Hashem Shalchai, a person sometimes is a complete con- conduit for Hashem, you could call him Hashem. Like Moshe says in, in, in Shema, Venasati Metar Artsuchem. Sefer Dvarim is not Moshe repeating, it's Moshe speaking himself. Moshe Mepiatz Mayamra. Venasati, I'm giving rain, I'm giving rain. So the Sefri says, Moshe's eye was a conduit for Hashem. But that could be the Neshama. Here the Chiddush is the Guf. The Rebbe Rashab, the fifth of Baruch Rebbe writes that a maskil, a secular enlightened Jew came to the Tzemach Tzedek and he said, can Hashem make another God? <laughs> so he said, he called Yaakov Kale. The Pchinna in Kabbalah called Tiferes Dezah, meaning sometimes in Oymek, where you have to be very sensitive with this, when it's going to be in the Zgala and Mashiach comes at Einoid Movadai Mamish, and that every person is Mamish Achelik of Hashem, so it could be that's the Pchinna that the Ravid is talking about. But it's, 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 it's deep stuff. It's deep stuff and it's very sensitive. Huh? But it's very dangerous. It's dangerous if you don't have the right Hagdamas. If you have the right Hagdamas, it's not dangerous. It's dangerous when it's uh, Amiratsas. Yeah, Amiratsas. It's dangerous. Yeah. But you understood? A little bit, a little bit. The Rebbe was saying in the Shir that Shabbos, I just, Shabbos is, because uh, uh, Rabbi, I don't know, saying, I don't, this is not a riot to what, uh, necessarily to what, uh, you're saying, you're saying that Shabbos has a kayak to, to change everything. Yeah? No, I mean, it's not a steer, but it's not a steer, but it's not a rai, you said. I think No, we were just on Shabbos Aliyah Sa'ilamus. That Shabbos, the world is in a different space. Well, the originator, he said that uh, you, you just look into the world and he's able to. And halachically also. Halachically also, yeah. I'm saying this tummy. If I drink wine on Monday night, I'm not Mekayim mitzvah, right? It's a different wine, yeah. It's a different drink. I set up the table, I have a suda, even the physicality. Mainly you're learning Torah on Shabbos Fashteyach. It's always a mitzvah. But you're eating food on Shabbos, you make a, a, a tishtach and this, you put on clothes, it's a different Indian. The body is different. It's not just something that you're uh, pretending to do, like the Gemara by Rebbe and the Antoninus. It's a mitzvah. The mitzvah is different. The essen is ananda essen, yeah. Tavel and shma. Despite it's a, the food is different. The food is different. They say the Gemara right? says ene doima, 
the body. It says in Medrash, Medrash Rabbah, I think Vayakel. The middle of the Rebbe, the Sambal Tanya, says, he says, I heard from a big doctor, it was Dr. Lilenthal in Russia, that the doifek, the pulse of a Jew on Shabbos is different than the pulse of a whole year. Doctor told him. He says, he heard from a big, Heyid echot migdoyle haroifem, he says, one of the biggest doctors in Russia testified that the doifik, the pulse of a Jew on Shabbos is different than his. And he says it's called the ha'ara of Yechidosh HaBenefesh on Shabbos. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Gewaldik. Ah! I hear you. The middle of that he wasn't shy after that. Okay, as teufes given in the hearts, in the hearts. Yeah, atzlocher abba na frelich in Shabbos and a good year.